Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him, and thank you for joining me for another episode of our podcast. This week, I wanted to talk about getting back to simple. If anyone follows the blog over at simplylivingforhim.com or the Facebook page for Simply Living for Him, I wrote about this topic this week and it was really on my heart. Um, You know, everybody knows that I've been writing about living simply for several years now. And, um, you know, most of you know that last year we moved and we moved out to the country and we bought a small little farm, hobby farm, and we are really trying to get back to the simple ways. We've got our chickens and our ducks and our gardens and the woods and a stream, and we're really trying to raise our children um, in a much more simple way than, uh, you know, maybe the rest of society is these days. But um, most of you know, too, I write a lot about my heart um, living simply, and it's really not about minimalism or, you know, just getting rid of all your stuff or having a tiny house, but it's really more about the heart of the issues and about, um, you know, living more simply. And I really believe that the more you desire Jesus, the more you spend time in his word, the more you walk with God, really the less you desire of this world. And you um, desire really just to be more Christ-like. And um, that doesn't involve gathering a lot of stuff. So it doesn't start with getting rid of the stuff, but getting rid of the stuff is more of a result of getting your heart kind of focused on God and not on this world. So anyway, this week I was writing on the blog, like I said, a post about getting back to simple. And I really feel inspired to do this and to, um, you know, have others join me on this journey and to really focus, especially at this time in summer, about getting back to what's important. You know, um, it, it was on my mind a lot recently just about summer and children and what summers used to be like compared to what they're like now. Whether you homeschool or not, there's this pressure to keep kids busy all summer and make sure that their, you know, schedules are packed and it's like long are the long gone are the days where kids were just kind of free in the summer to play and imagine and create and explore and just be kids. Um, so anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but let me just read you a little bit of an excerpt of the blog post that I wrote, and then um, I'll talk a little bit more about my inspiration behind this post and what. I would hope to encourage everyone out there to sort of get back to the simple. So I wrote here, there once was a time when life was simpler. Mothers lived by instinct and raised their children trusting their God-given abilities and not the latest blog article about motherhood. And what they didn't know, they asked their grandmas or the kind elderly lady down the street. Folks lingered after supper, sitting on the porches, sipping tea, exchanging talk, but mostly enjoying relationships. Things weren't overanalyzed. Life was hard enough without adding in the pressure of doing things just right. Probably most were concerned with just getting things done. Now I'll stop there for a minute because really, there is so much information these days available to us um, on the internet, um, mostly I would say on the internet, you know, blogs and webinars and um, 
uh, you know, videos and articles and everything you could imagine on how to do things, you know, how to be the best homemaker, how to be the best mother, how to be the best homeschooler, how to be the best Christian, how to be the best wife, how to be the best daughter, you name it. (laughs) There is a book, a how-to for wherever you are in your life. And all these things are telling us how we should be doing everything just right. Um, And with that, and, and don't get me wrong, there is a great amount of information, and I'm involved in writing on the internet as well. So I am not saying that it's not helpful, but what I'm saying is it can be all-consuming. And I say that because I think there was a time for myself, especially with homeschooling, where it did consume me. I wanted to um, have the best homeschool, so I needed the best planner, the best curriculum, the best everything that there was out there, the best method of homeschooling. And, you know, through the years, I sort of have rejected that whole idea and have gotten back to the basics and back to the simple because I feel like we can focus so much on the how to do things things that we're not actually doing them. (laughs) Um, You know, and I've talked about this when I speak at homeschooling conventions, and I'm sure I've written about it on the blog, but there was a time where I was always planning my homeschool that I feel like I wasn't even really homeschooling. I was too consumed with finding the best method and the best planner and the best system to organize our day that it really didn't have to be so complicated. You know, think back to our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers. They did just fine. They raised us, right? They raised our generation, our our parents, and, um, you know, they didn't have Pinterest. They didn't have all the recipes and the elaborate ways of cooking, and they didn't have all the information telling us how to make a home, how to be a homemaker. We can trust our God-given ability that we can raise our family and that if we are especially covering our family in prayer and following God's ways as aligned, um, as um, outlined in his word that, you know, we can't go wrong. And we can, you know, talk to other people. There's, there's not the relationships in real life anymore, I feel like, because we can get so much information from either strangers or friends, but online, that it's so easy to, you know, just look up something. You know, whatever happened to the days of just talking to other people, like I said, that elderly lady down the street who might have had good advice or, you know, your own great grandmother or grandmother, whatever it is. Um, These people have walked before us and we should use them for their experiences and their information. But also, like I said, our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers, they didn't, they would look at us now and say, this is nonsense, you know, they didn't have all this stuff to distract them. Life was hard. They had to focus on the task at hand. I don't think they had, would have had the time for the internet back then. So, um, you know, it's a whole different way of life, but I'm so ready to just focus on getting back to the basics. Um, I also wrote here in my my blog post, at any given moment in the present, you can find hundreds of articles on how to mother, how to be a better homemaker, how to homeschool, how to live. There are even Pinterest boards to show you how it should all look, just in case reading about it isn't enough. And we all know that Pinterest can paralyze us. I mean, I I used to go on Pinterest to look for things. I rarely do it anymore. To me, it's so much visual information overload, like I don't even know where to start. I just see all those pictures and I'm like, 
wow, there's so much information. My, my brain really can't process it all. So I sort of just only go on there if I'm looking for something specific. Um, and also, for a lot of people, it's paralyzing because you go on there and you think, wow, I'm really a failure. <laughs> I'm not doing any of this stuff. Um, you know, there's so much out there uh, telling us that we need to have like a meal plan. And, you know, think of our great grandmothers. They were just lucky to get, you know, happy to get food on the table. I don't think they were worrying about an elaborate food plan or, um, you know, making a meal, um, plan of certain recipes and, and, you know, these cooking the whole day so that we store up for the month, which is very helpful for some people. But like I said, again, it's just these like constant, um, methods of doing things that make Make us feel like, wow, we should have a method for how we feed our family. No, really, just feed your family. <laughs> our kids just want to eat. They don't want Pinterest perfect meals. Um, so just, you know, going back to the basics and remembering the mindset and focusing on what is really important. Is it really important that I have, you know, the most elaborate meal plan? Heaven forbid the kids eat the same thing, you know, twice in a month. My kids, we literally eat the same meals every week. I just rotate them. It's There's nothing elaborate. It's basically, this is what everybody likes. This is where I don't get many complaints. And that's it. These are the meals we eat. (laughs) Um, Maybe we're just different. I don't know. But again, focusing on the um, important things and saving certain meals, you know, that are just more elaborate for special times or whatever. But at a busy season in our life, I'm not called to be a gourmet chef. I'm called to be a mom and feed my kids nutritious, healthy meals, and it doesn't have to be over the top. Um, Even with things like organization and homemaking, oh, there's so much out there. I mean, it's sometimes I'm like, really, we need a webinar on how to keep our house. Like, I don't mean to sound... um, you know, condescending toward those things at all. But sometimes I just feel like it doesn't have to be so complicated. If our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers and our moms, they did just fine without all of these things, why can't we? Why are we always striving? Why aren't we just content with keeping our home? It doesn't have to be over-the-top decorated. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. All of you know, probably from reading my blog, that I love my house. I really, I mean, we moved last year, and I feel like this house was built for us. I'm just so thrilled. And it has nothing to do with the house itself, because I'm just not into houses. Like, when we looked for this property, or when we were moving, we were looking really for the land and the property, knowing what we wanted to do with that property. And... The house to me, every house we went to, I'm like, oh, this is fine. We can make it work. Sure, it's from 1888 and falling apart. We'll make it work, you know. So I wasn't really fussy about the house, but I feel like God just gave us abundantly more because I love my house. It's perfect. It's new. Um, It's larger than I even was looking for. And, um, you know, I love my house, but it's basic. I'm not into decorating at all. I mean, sure, I want things to look nice, but I cannot at this season in my life where I'm raising my children, um, writing, I'm speaking, I'm being a wife, I'm helping with our family business or whatever it is. I've got to take care of my chickens and my ducks now. Oh, and we have um, six guinea hens (laughs) that we just got. So we're busy. We're trying to create a ministry here with growing our food to give to people in need um, on our little farm. So anyway, all those things I have going on, I really cannot be consumed with 
picking out the perfect curtains or paint color or, you know, furniture to decorate or wall hangings. Like that to me is just so secondary that it just takes my focus off of things that matter because um, honestly, those things, what are they going to matter in eternity? What are they going to matter in the long run? So anyway, we got hooked on one of those HGTV shows um, recently. And we don't have uh, TV, but we watch it on Netflix. And every night, we always sit down and watch a show together. That's like our family tradition. So now we're into HGTV shows. And um, we're watching the show. We all have a great time. I mean, it's entertaining. We have fun watching who's going to choose what house to redo and all that. So... It's great. And, you know, at the end, these show these houses are, like, magnificent. You know, they take this rundown house and they fix it up to this gorgeous house, right? And we were only a few days into watching this show, and when it was over, I literally started to feel discontent. I was looking around my house like, wow, my house really isn't so great. I don't have any of these really neat paint colors or decorations, and our, we don't have the wood floors. And, wow, like, well, we could have – those look so much nicer, and I was like, whoa, Karen, you stop right now because <laughs> I I don't want to focus on that. I love my house. I have no discontent about my house. I love it. So I can see how easily in our society we can become discontent by these images and by these things. And believe me, there is nothing wrong if it makes your heart happy to have a beautiful home. And I mean, I think my house is nice. (laughs) It's just that I don't get wrapped up in all this perfect stuff. And if that's your thing and that excites you and you have the time to do it, that I am not condemning that at all. But what I'm saying is for me, I wasn't discontent at all with my house. I am perfectly happy with plain. I am perfectly happy with not putting any energy into decorating it because honestly, I feel like if I look out any window in my home, I have a beautiful decoration. The the property and the views, to me, God has created all the decor that I need. So what I feel though is I, I was starting to get a little bit of discontent stirred up inside me. And I said, wow, isn't that amazing? You know, if there's anyone who loves their house, it's me. And I'm watching the show and and then I look around and say, this isn't good enough. No way. I had to like rebuke myself on that one. I was like, Karen, stop it. That's ridiculous. So I can easily see how in our society these days, um, how easily you can get sucked into feelings of discontent that you're not doing um, it well enough, whether it's homemaking, homeschooling, parenting, whatever it is. All of this abundance of information makes you feel like you're not doing it well enough. I mean, I am thrilled to just be outside on my property, enjoy our little farm life, enjoy the simple life. I do not want to spend my time trying to fill up a house because I don't feel like it's a showpiece. I am not trying to show off my house when people come over. I'm trying to show them God's love when they come over. And that is something that I really have on my heart is to use our home for hospitality and to use our home to build more relationships with people, friends, family, strangers, whoever it is. So I would rather somebody come in my house and leave saying, wow, they saw God's love then they saw the perfect couch or they saw the perfect, you know, decorations or whatever it is. And it was funny because I even said to my husband, kind of kiddingly, the one night after we watched the show, 
Maybe we could get one of those farm sinks. You know, I'm sure we could look for one on Craigslist because they're so cute. And every time they redo one of these houses, they always have a farm sink. And he looked at me like, are you crazy? And I, you know what I said to myself? Seriously, it's a place to wash the dishes. Who cares what it looks like? So anyway, that was my... Um, my little conviction of myself. But really, seriously, why is the little sink that we use to wash dishes, to clean our dishes, why does it matter that it's like this $1,000 pretty sink? So, you know, just watch, you know, um, your thoughts, where they go, because they can very quickly um, go down that way. Um, so I also wrote in, in my uh, blog post here, there's methods, systems, printables, ebooks, articles, webinar, webinars, and an infinite amount of information on telling us how to do everything. Yet are we so busy trying to figure out how to do everything that we are forgetting to live? Now I'm all for gleaning information and encouraging encouragement from other sources. We're blessed to have so much helpful information at our fingertips, but may it not consume us. And then I was going on to talk about children and their summertime. Um, you know, there was a time when summers for children meant freedom, freedom to play, imagine, create, be with friends, all unstructured. Now we schedule, overcommit, assign homework, and we run around busy. Oh, so busy. There was an article floating around the internet. I think I shared it on the Simply Living for Him Facebook page. I don't remember exactly where it came from, but it was an excellent article about how children really need that unstructured time and how it's actually good for them. Um, so check out the Simply Living for, Living for Him Facebook page, and you could read all about that. But, you know, I mean, kids, that is how they learn. And I actually love, like, the unstructured part of summer because I get to be, like, an unofficial, unstructured schooler. <laughs> and that's how I look at it. Like we were having this rule about uh, screen time in the summer. And I wrote about that on the blog about being unplugged for our summer and how I had a rule that if the sun was out, the electronics were away and, you know, they could bring them out. Maybe if it was raining or it was early in the morning yet, but if the sun is out, the electronics are away. We actually just changed that rule yesterday to goodbye electronics no more for the summer, unless it's a special occasion, I, unless I make an exception because it's too easy for our kids to get sucked into that or they were just having on their mind, oh good, it's raining, we get to be on the electronics. I'm like, no way, you should not be celebrating the rain because you get to be on the electronics. So, you know, that rule, I kind of am shifting it because I don't want their focus to be on when can they play. So we're just kind of taking it out of the picture for good right now because we have so much available to us here where we live. I just love it. The simple life. They can be outside helping in the garden, helping with the chickens, um, doing projects around here, working in the barn with my husband, or just enjoying, you know, exploring over in the stream. Um, just doing chores around here. I mean, all of these things, they're still learning, yet they're still being kids. And sometimes kids need to be bored. It's actually really good for kids to be bored because that is where they can use their brain to figure out like what they can do and to make a project and to get creative. So I'm all for um, unstructured summertime play because to me that's really being like an unschooler. And during the school year, we're not unschoolers. We use books. But in the summer, there is still so much to be learned just in a totally different way. Um, you know, I also wrote in my blog post about uh, one thing that crossed my mind this week. 
was just all the stuff. I think somebody actually wrote to me about this um, on my page, and that's what sparked it sparked the thought. But um, even all the stuff that comes with having kids, right? We feel like we need to have all these toys. I mean, if you take one walk down the department store, the baby aisle, and I, I don't want to sound like this old, you know, grumpy old lady that's saying, back when I was young, but really, when I had my daughter, which she was only 15, so 15 years ago, I didn't have all that crazy baby stuff. And I remember people telling me even then, back when we had kids, we didn't have all this elaborate stuff. There's like this high-tech baby stuff now. I mean, I can't even imagine having a baby now. And it, that society makes you feel like you need to have it all. Our grandmothers had like the cloth diapers and a few wooden toys, and those kids got along just fine. We do not need to go over the top with all these gadgets and gizmos and things and stuff. We are having, you know, I had a conversation with a friend lately just about, you know, having a baby. I said, it's not, you're having a person. You're having a person that is going to grow into an adult. It's so much more than just having a baby and all the stuff that comes along with having a baby and getting the cute diaper bag and the cute this and the cute that. I mean, sure, all that stuff is fun. I, I, I totally did it when I had my kids. But by the time I got to my fourth, I was like, uh, whatever you get every hand-me-down, you know. <laughs> My priorities sort of shifted, but um, I almost feel like it's a shame my priorities weren't that way with the first one because I was a little too focused on all the stuff that came with the baby. Um, so anyway, the other thing that I've noticed too lately is um, the elaborate like planners and organizational systems and you know um, I think there's that book out there that tells you about how you need to like pare down and gives you all these instructions why do we make it so complicated um, there the, the planners it's like a whole movement that there's these like elaborate planners and now we dress them up with stickers and all these things like seriously how is that helping in our efficiency I'm totally like a spiral notebook and pen type of girl. I just like to make a list, check it off, and be done. Um, we focus way too much, I think, in our society on the details and on how everything looks. Our planners don't need to look that pretty in order for us to be, you know, organized. <laughs> and I understand people, you know, that it's a, it's a hobby and they get into that kind of thing. But when it starts to consume us a little bit, you know, we're spending more time on the system. And, you know, there was a time, I have a blog post about this as well on Simply Living for Him. There was a time where I wanted, you know, the color-coded life. I wanted everything, you know, in a perfect order and everything was color-coded and bins and perfect planners and all this stuff. And then, you know, one day I was finally like, no way. I want to go back to the basics because none of this stuff is helping me be more efficient. It's making me focus on all this stuff. <laughs> so I'm back to the basics with a, you know, notebook and a pen and um, doesn't have to be a fancy pen. Yeah. Because <laughs> even that people get out of control about the kind of pen. But it has, you know, I'm just, I, I want to focus on the task and not on the ways that I'm organizing the task. I think for me, the planners, I used to feel like if I had the better planner or the best planner or the best organizational system, that like it was a false sense of control. For me, it felt like, okay, I have everything in order now. But that wasn't order. How I live my life is where the order comes from. And peace and order come through knowing 
God. Because I was a very, and I can still be scatterbrained, but I was a very messy little girl. And I've had to work very hard at, you know, being more organized and being um, more efficient. But honestly, when you're walking with God and you're following his ways and he's a God of order, those things are naturally um, uh, a product of, you know, following him. You just, when you start to be more Christ-like and you start to be more in the image of God, that is something that naturally will flow, that you will want to be orderly and you will want to be more efficient because God is a God of order. So, you know, back to the basics, be in your Bible more than you're in your planner. Be in your Bible more than you're on the internet searching out the best way to do things. God knows the best way. I totally, really am just so um, inspired lately to write about getting back to simple because you know what? I went to a funeral today and, you know, it was a really emotional day. And I talk about this a lot. And it, of course it hits you more when you're at wet and when you're at a funeral, but life is so short. And as you get older, you know, right? It goes by faster and faster. I don't want to waste my life focusing on details. I don't want to look back someday and say, well, great, my house was in perfect order because I spent hours looking for the perfect, you know, curtains or couches online or tables or whatever it is, decorations. I want to say I spent hours with people. I spent hours in relationships. I spent hours with my kids. I spent hours, you know, outside working in my garden, enjoying my family. Um, I want my life to be purposeful. And a lot of these um, things that are meant to help us with our purpose are actually hindering us because we're just getting so wrapped up. Um, like I said, in the perfect planner or the perfect um, organizational system or the chore chart for the children or the meal plan or the menus. You know, even with our food, we're so, we make it so complicated. Um, you know, nowadays everything is telling us what to eat, not to eat. Like I said, our great-grandmothers, our grandmothers, they didn't fret about those things. <laughs> of course, we want to eat healthy and we want to eat well. But let's trust our God-given instincts and stop following like the latest thing. Because there's always going to be something that comes and goes. But God is what remains forever. So I wrote here as well in the blog post, do I want to spend time on dressing everything up or enjoying what I have been given? I want to get back to simple. Our grandmothers and great-grandmothers did just fine without Pinterest boards, meal plans, chore charts, and organizational methods. They did what they knew, handed down to them from generation to generation. I want to get back to simple. I want to focus on relationships more than things, people more than stuff. Um... And you know what? Here in our home, we've been, this year in our property, we've been using it. This is our first, well, we had a garden last year, but this is our first year we've expanded our garden where we've got like way more than we need. And we purposely are growing more food than possible because we um, want to give it away. And we really feel called to have this ministry where we can give food away to people in need, to friends, um, you know, if they want to buy from us there is no price just you could donate a penny i don't care you could donate nothing that's fine by me too we want to give it away but a lot of people say no 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 let me give you something so whatever we're saying you know take what you need and give what you can is is our little tagline um 
and we have a website. It's actually loves.farm for our ministry. But you know, that is so important to us that we feel like the work we do around here is for a purpose. And, you know, we really want to be efficient in that work, but it doesn't involve elaborate systems. It involves prayer. It involves family working together, all hands on deck here with all of our kids involved in the garden and with the chickens and everything else. And in turn, we hope to build more relationships that if we can even grow more food in years to come, that people in the neighborhood, in the town will know um, what we're doing here. And that that little bit of work that we're doing is going to show others God's love. And that is really what it's all about. Relationships matter. Stuff does not. Focus on people, not on things. Um, think back, like I said, to our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers generation. Think about how hard they had to work. You know, we don't have to work nearly as hard to keep our home. We have the dishwasher. We have all the fancy dancy, you know, the microwave, the bread maker. <laughs> we have all the, you know, fancy equipment. We shouldn't have no time. We're all like, oh, we're so busy. We have no time. We have so much efficiency, yet we're all still striving for more efficiency all the time. If you think about it, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers would look at us and be like, wow, you guys have it good. You know, you have it easy. We had to work all day just to make the dinner. You know, we have it so easy. So we should have that amount of time to spend with relationships, whether it's in your community, with your family, um, and definitely with God. So God first, Bible first, that's where your time needs to go, and then the rest will follow. Seek him first, and the rest will follow. Um, it says here too, I'm just going to end with the, the last bit of my blog post, but it says, I want to get back to simple. My own mind can be cluttered enough without adding every new idea that comes along into it. Really, right? Don't we all like have so many things going on in our minds as it is? Back in the day, homes were smaller. People worked hard with what they were given. Folks lingered and knew each other. People took time for each other in real life. Nowadays, socialization takes place behind a screen. Our grandmothers and great-grandmothers got it right. A simple life well lived. Are you with me? Let's get back to simple. Spend time outside this summer and living life with those you love. Spend time on things that matter. Trust your instincts and trust God. He has already given us all we need to live our lives well. His word. Stop chasing after a decorated life and live a meaningful one. Trade elaborate details for simple living. Choose your time wisely. Life is short. Don't spend time wasted on the noise of this world. Live like like our grandmothers did. Back to the simple. I've been hashtagging this a lot um, this week, back to simple, and I really hope that it would inspire others to just, you know, get, especially summer. Summer is such a great time to sort of decompress and just get back to um, the basics. Take time this summer to just... Um, get back to simple and and really evaluate how you use your time and how you use the resources that God has given you in your life. And you may not live on a farm like us trying to, you know, give out food and eggs and all those things. Maybe God's placed you right in the city. What can you do there in the city that can reach out to others? Um, you know, and focusing on just building relationships right there in your house with your family so that 
you guys can love each other well and then go out into the community and love others well. I just am so inspired lately to get back to the simple. Um, So I hope you'll join me in that. One other thing about um, if you are interested in living more simply and you're inspired by this message, you can still have time to register and join us at the Simply Living for Him retreat this summer. It's July 22nd to the 24th at the Lodges at Gettysburg in beautiful, beautiful Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I love it there. It's just a gorgeous setting. Um, It's for ladies only. We have about 36 ladies joining us for the weekend. So it's a nice kind of small intimate group, um, but we have room for more. You can stay right on site at the Lodges at Gettysburg. They have these beautiful, they're very unique. They're like They're called lodges, but they're not rustic. They're really beautiful, but they're these beautiful little individual lodges. So they're not attached like a, like a hotel. They're these individual little tiny houses. Some of them sleep up to eight people and they have, you know, kitchens and a living area and bedrooms. And then there's more that are more like a standard hotel room that are just for two people. Um, the more that stay on, on, in a lodge, the much more cost effective it is. Um, if you come with like eight people, it's, I think 40 or $60, $60 a night. I mean, a night total for the whole weekend per person. Um, and if you were to come with just two of you and you split the cost, I think it's about 150 for the whole weekend. Um, so the more people you come, I think you can get that price down to like 40 or $60 for the whole weekend for lodging. And they're beautiful. Um, so what we're going to do that weekend is um, there's also a ticket for the retreat. So you don't have to stay. You don't have to stay in one of the lodges. You can come for the day if you're local. You can stay in another location of your choice. There's a lot of little hotels and um, things around that you can stay in. But you can also choose to buy a ticket for the retreat. And that would include... Um, Friday night, we are going to have um, a session that I'm going to talk about living simply, and we're going to have a refreshment reception, and we're going to have fellowship time and worship time, and we're going to have a bonfire outside by their lake, and then Saturday, we have some rest time in the morning, and then um, for the rest of the day, we have um, sessions planned and activities planned, um, but really restful. I want to make it a nice weekend where there's, you know, things to do and learn, but also a time of rest. So I'll be speaking about living simple and um, I have planned a few different sessions all on these topics and about, you know, how I really believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. And so we'll be talking a little bit about practical ways to simplify, but just like I said today, it's, it doesn't take much. I could, you could find any organizational system out there. That's not me. I'm not out there to like promote some kind of special way of doing things. I'm really promoting, you know, focusing on God and letting him kind of unclutter your life. So um, we're going to have a great time. Saturday's ticket also includes lunch and um, Sunday we're going to spend time in the morning um, having breakfast together that your ticket includes breakfast and then we will have worship time and we're going to have prayer times together there's going to be several times of worship over the weekend all the information is on the blog at simplylivingforhim.com you can always email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com we have group rates available if you're coming with a group we're going to give you a big discount um 
and uh, you know we're getting close to having to close registration but I'd love to have a few more ladies join us I've been praying over this for so long that I just know God is up to something because he's just been opening doors left and right um, with all the details so I'm very excited about it so please if you're even just like thinking about it but you're not sure email me and we can chat about it and how to make it work um, for you financially as well if that's an issue so um, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. Remember, let's get back to simple. Share with me how you're doing that. Post it on my Facebook page. Send me an email. um, Hashtag your pictures back to simple. Let's encourage others to do the same. Life is going by fast. Let's not waste it on details that don't matter for eternity. Um, Thank you again for listening. And until next time, I wish you blessings and joy.